0: And welcome to P Podcast. I'm Joe, And I'm Catherine. And we are going to be spending today talking about uncertainty. <laughs> the uncertainty that is for year 11 and year 13, a bit of a mess for their exams. So Catherine, let's set the scene. Where, uh, where have they been? What's happened with these gorgeous students of ours
1: Well, it's changed rather a lot in the last week from Sunday when everybody was going back to school to Monday, uh, Monday evening when schools, they were not closed. And I want to get that across at the outset. Schools are not closed. Schools are still operating. It's just not all students can be in. Um, But I think the frustration from teachers who are going, we're not closed. We're teaching more than ever. Uh, So, yes. Then following the announcement on Monday, we've come through to exams. Are they going ahead? Are they not? Um, we believe they're not. BTECs, are the kids going to sit them in January or not? Well, that one's still a bit up in the air. So yeah, uncertainty, that's where we are.
0: So living with a, a year 13 student, as I as I do, um, this whole two-year course um, to date has been uncertain. The students in year 11 and year 13 currently have been on a bit of a journey. In their f- first year of their two-year course, I would guess that six months of that teaching um, has been b- broken And not not face to face. Uh, And with that, then, whilst a lot of home learning has taken place for for some students and for many students, they've had a a varied experience. Their their face to face lessons and the learning and the progress that they would make in front of a teacher will have been interrupted. There is no question about that. Totally. So from there, when the students have gone back into school for their final year of their two-year course, I certainly know that for many students that has also been interrupted because of the isolation that they've had to have because somebody in their family may have tested positive for COVID. And again, their their face-to-face experience of learning has been interrupted. That's kind of setting the scene. Our students have already spent uh, a year and a half of a two year course, possibly a year and three months in uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Alongside all of that, Catherine, what I know that certain year 13 students have also felt is that the devolved governments in Wales and in Scotland have taken a slightly more decisive approach to the final examinations, the terminal examinations in saying that their students will not have a terminal examination in the summer and this is not meant to be a political broadcast a political podcast because it's really about the education and about students and about giving advice to parents but certainly i know that year 13 students in england have felt that they are not going to be fairly judged necessarily by universities if they are sitting terminal exams whilst the devolved governments in wales and in scotland have said that those students will um, have uh, centre-assessed grades so again more it's not, uncertainty. Level, it's not a level playing field at all I'm not saying one way is
1: necessarily better but they are different and you will get different results I know for one of my daughters centre-assessed grades for her A-levels she would have come unstuck because she did no work until the last minute and then pulled it together she would have really been unstuck for another she'd have done better so
0: it but there needs to be parity and clarity and uh, and the resolving of, of the uncertainty. And I think uh, that's really what's core about this for, for year 11 students and for year 13 students. So um, we've got a couple of, of of things here. We've got the number of lessons that some students have been in, which has been more than others face to face due to isolate, uh, having to isolate. We've got the lack of face-to-face because of the first lockdown, we've got the lack of parity between different uh, governments and how they're approaching the uh, the exams, um, and then we've got the situation where some students right now have begun mocks, some students were to begin mocks, so the whole scene is kind of a, a yeah. melee of, of difference. Out, out of
1: interest, what was your year 13's reaction to hearing that the exams, eventually hearing that the the exams for for them are are now not happening.
0: It's quite interesting. Um, If I just take a tiny step back, when uh, Mr Johnson announced on Monday evening that the schools were not going in, uh, we had tears Mm -hmm. because of the, the, the sheer anxiety and frustration and fear and uncertainty her head was fantastic mm-hmm. uh, and wrote to the year 11s and the year 13s uh, personally and said, first of all, the deputy head wrote and said, we've got you. You're OK. We've got you. Just soldier on.' The year, the, the head then wrote at the end of uh, Tuesday and said, you are not doing mocks just right. to tell you. We will take control of the situation. We are going to provide you with some certainty. You will not be doing mocks. We have decided that you are going to press ahead with your uh, course. Uh, And when we find out some more information, we can then make some decisions. But right now, we are taking control. We are showing that we are leading our school. And that, there was a palpable sense of relief because somebody had taken control. Yes. And it's that, it's that lack of control that I think
1: sends them spiraling. I did see a what well, was quite funny tweet from somebody earlier in the week who has twins and said at the announcement, one was off kind of sobbing, having a breakdown, having a, having a shower and all the rest. The other had gone to bed and, or gone to their room. It sounded like they were having a party. So <laughs> totally different reactions, but it is that when you don't, when you don't know what's coming at you, it's very, very difficult to focus, to work, to really buckle down because you just think, well, what's the point? What, what do I do? But it's the motivation, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So I think when the announcement came yesterday, it's kind of, my year 13 was like, right. Okay. So I've now got to make sure that whatever I produce going forward shows the quality of student that I am because... I don't know still how I'm going to be judged. Um, Is my coursework, one of the subjects that that she's doing uh, is computer science. Is my coursework going to be looked at? So there's still kind of uncertainty, but the message that we as parents gave her is the message that we will recap on right at the end in the advice section. And that was just control what you can control because everything else outside of that, there is, you know, you can't control it. Don't, don't waste I think that
1: is key don't waste your energy worrying about the things that we just don't know
0: about yeah control what you
1: can control
0: yeah absolutely so that's that's the setting of the scene yeah we're going to kind of just just have a little look at the last seven days and <laughs> the messages which have compounded the uncertainty mm-hmm. well off you go <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you want me to start? I don't even know where to start for, for that. Um, it, I mean, it has been utterly bizarre. Um, I know schools were all set up. Well, they, they didn't really know what was happening last weekend. Then a lot were trying to contact their staff. And I think it is, you know, as, as I said earlier, schools are not closed, even when the, the students aren't there. A lot of heads had to contact staff last weekend, find out if they were coming in um, it, i think it's worth repeating i don't know of a single teacher who would not rather be in school in front of their students they want to be there that is that's what they want but they've got to do it safely and i think that's and that's the issue and you know we we both know people and members of staff who have had covid
0: who have suffered terribly um, it <sighs> Anyway. it's not you know it's not only though um the uh, members of staff getting covid but it's those that they they live with that may also be vulnerable that they are that staff are are, are rightly anxious yes. about um and uncertain about yes so so i would echo exactly what you said um it's important that we provide a um a, a that the staff feel comfortable about going in and providing. And that's where they want to be. They want to be in front of their classes. They want to be teaching, but in a safe way. So yesterday's announcement from Mr. Williamson in Parliament saying, bringing some form of certainty to students of A-levels and GCSEs that there would be no summer exams. However, the BTECs, slightly more confusing...
1: So, BTECs were due to sit their uh, exam in uh, January, and they weren't really mentioned. They often do get forgotten. um, Wrongly, yeah, totally wrong. They're fantastic courses. The Department of Education have said the students can sit their exams if their school judge it right to do so. So that responsibility has been put to the schools. Pearson. the company that run them, have come out and said no child will be disadvantaged whether they sit or don't sit. So they're putting together some criteria for schools. And I think a lot of schools have certainly delayed from January. There may be some that, that are going ahead, but a lot have delayed. They may yet cancel while they work it out. So I think the only message we have at BTECs at the moment is it's still a bit of a muddle, but they are working their way through it And I know Pearson's have said, you know, they're going to do everything they can to make sure nobody is disadvantaged. So if your child is doing BTECs, it's not a nice, crystal clear answer, but they need to keep keep working. Whatever the school tells them to do, that's what they do. So don't waste time and energy worrying sort of around that. Just do what the school asks them to do.
0: I think that's that's spot on. And I think similarly for the students of A-levels uh, and GCSEs, whilst we know that the exams are not going to happen and some form of centre assessed grade is going to be the way in which the children will be awarded their, their results, yeah. staff uh, and school leaders don't know what that looks like. Uh, and Gavin Williamson said yesterday in, uh, in Parliament that there would be some form of training but there is still a large degree of uncertainty about what that is going to look like for for, for teachers and in fact i was listening to um, a radio broadcast uh, and a journalist who had been a former teacher said good luck teachers when it comes to the awarding of those grades because it really is going to be quite an interesting minefield bearing in mind that there are no mocks mm. uh, uh, for the students uh, for the teachers to, to to base that on so some i guess some formal uh examination is going to have to take place however small or however bitty or piecemeal yeah. it's going to be i guess but who knows who
1: knows well, last year uh one of the schools which i'm a governor they did uh they they did an amazing thing they did give end of year exams to all their students they couriered the paper they had to do it it was couriered back it was collected so nobody could say oh it got lost in the post and they really worked hard to do that I'm not saying that's necessarily the the way or the approach for every school but there are there are ways around it also quite a lot of subjects do have assessment throughout my subject which is drama mm. as a drama teacher I am so used to assessing assessing the work assessing the way that the group works together so there are for, for many subjects they do have that teachers do have that ability what we're waiting to know is exactly what the government wants yeah and how they want that information conveyed to them
0: yeah and I think we have to reassure parents also that uh, part of, of, of being a professional teacher is tracking the progress of a yep. student and there will be little tests and there will be uh, work in the classroom, there'll be homework uh, that there will be assessed and they will then yeah. be able to say actually your student is working at a yeah. level five or a level six or whatever it is so that they need to, parents need to be reassured that tracking will have taken place mm-hmm. throughout the, the the course that their their, their child is And this is perhaps the time that if you have a daughter
1: like one of mine or sorry, a child like one of my daughters um, who does did not a lot during the year, but could really pull it together for the exams. They're not going to benefit from this. So they have to treat each assignment as though it counts. Her approach is always, is this going to count for my end of year mark? If not, she wouldn't do much on it. Frustrating child. Um, But. These ones will, and that's really important to get through to to the, the students.
0: Yeah, and and your your school will help with that message. So again, it's it's difficult now because of lockdown and the balance of homeschooling, home yeah. teacher, parent, confidant, whatever it is. Work with your school. If you yeah. don't be the nag, if that's not going to take your child any further forward let speak to the school send them an email say that you need a bit of support here and they will step in and they will help so really important to get that balance as well absolutely critical
1: and i think with your gcse students they've got so many subjects yes Uh, i'm not saying it's easier for a levels but they will have maybe three three teachers or you know three subjects that they are working through it's when we it's easier to manage that workload rather than somebody who's taking nine or 10 subjects or more. Yes. That is very difficult to work, uh, to manage from home, I think. But, Again, liaise with the school. The school, your, your child's tutor will be in, t- in touch. They'll be monitoring things. Be open and honest. If you are having problems getting them out of bed, if they can't see the point, speak to the school. I know we said that on, I think, our first podcast, but you,
0: you need to stay in touch. I school. think it, 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 for the benefit of your of your student, uh, it's really important that you, you have those direct lines of communications yeah. uh, and and fight your kid's corner. If your school's inundated, don't give up. Keep pushing because they're yeah. worth it. Your, your your child is worth it. So rounding up then in, in terms of, um, oh, sorry, Catherine. No, there was one, one other thing I wanted to say is for many schools, when
1: they're teaching online, remember they've probably got children in the class as well. And this is a whole new thing for them. Last lockdown or whichever one, the first one, <laughs> um, there were very few children who were in the classes, key worker children, um, vulnerable students. This has gone up, I can't remember how many it's gone up, but it it's almost doubled in, some, in many schools for yep. the number of students there. So we have a situation where Teachers are teaching with the children in front of them, but they're also teaching online at home. That is really difficult to manage. Some schools are doing live online teaching. Others have made the decision not to. And I don't think there's, there's not necessarily a right or wrong. It, it's whatever works for that school or whatever their school has made the decision to do. That's something that is recorded does give a child more flexibility because they can stop, rewind, move forwards, often the teacher is still available to answer questions. Live, well, it's live, the teacher can perhaps respond. I think it's more difficult if you've got a large class, but if you've got a smaller class, that's that can be managed more easily, I think. Um, but do be aware, don't panic because your friend's child, their son in school down the road, they're doing all live and yours isn't, don't, don't worry about that. If you have a genuine concern about the quality of the teaching or whatever, then yes, you know, you don't have to sit on that. But don't just sort of jump down the school's throat. If you've got a genuine concern, do contact the school, but speak to your child, see how they're feeling about it.
0: And I also think make sure that you're quite specific about what your concern is. It helps then for the the concern that you raise to be dealt with efficiently and have a quick response back so that things can change. If it's kind of woolly and airy fairy, like for example, Mm. oh, my child isn't learning, well, okay, that doesn't help the school uh, who is already stretched at the moment to dig down and actually find out what the problem is is there an issue with communication is there an issue with your child specifically is there an issue with the class so if you have a concern do get in touch with us at info at we can give you a little bit of direction and guidance but again the more specific you are with your worry and your concern the more specific the school can be in response Absolutely. So, a little bit of of top tips going forward. My top tip is for pupils. My top tip for pupils is control what you can control. It's as simple as that. So, what you are producing for your teachers, make it shine, make it the best of your ability, because that may be used in evidence for your grades going forward all is not lost, all is for grabs, up for grabs, do it, go for it, do your best, control what you can control, and what else is going on out there and the uncertainty that you have no control over, let it happen because somebody else is dealing with it, you deal with what you can deal with, very simple. And I think for parents,
1: don't, if you're feeling panicked and worried and like, oh my god, I don't know what's going to happen, don't share that with your child. They don't need to know that. They need you to be the voice of reason at home, but equally helping them support you know, their work and get through it, but give them some downtime as well. And if you are having problems getting your teenager out of bed you know, and up to things, contact the school, let them help you. What you don't need is to be butting heads all day, every day, that's not gonna help anyone particular teenager i would absolutely
0: agree <laughs> yes. uh, and if you if you do need to get in touch with us again we are here to support so info at ppodcast.co.uk we will pick up uh, and see ha- how we can support you give you advice if that's what you need yes and i think
1: watch out for next
0: week's uh, podcast is going to be about
1: anxiety and how you can cope with that. And that'll be, we'll be looking at all age groups and just how you can support your child through what genuinely are some quite anxious times.
0: And recognizing anxiety in all its various forms, because some students will display anxiety in some ways, whilst others will display it in another. And something that Catherine's very good at doing is is recognizing that and working with those students so, forward. So that's
1: next week. But if any any questions arising from today, do get in touch. Otherwise, uh we will speak to you next week.
0: Have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye.